WebmasterRadio.fm, keeping you out of rush hour traffic. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this fabulous Wednesday in this newest edition of Cover Story. I'm joined with myself, Mick, uh, Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and Mick Jarley. Hey, Mick. How you doing, Brandy? I'm doing great. I'm feeling, feeling a little allergy-ish. It's that season. It is that season. I We're having an early uh, spring up here in Washington State, so yeah, all the... All the pollen and everything is already flying. There's uh, things in bloom that shouldn't be in bloom yet. It's amazing. It's beautiful, but it's it's uh, not exactly as uh, timely as it could be. I have to give David a hard time. You know, I'm I'm feeling a little allergy, and he's got a little asthma going on. Yeah, the, the, this uh, the season's kind of a little bit a little bit tougher with all the, like say all the pollen out there. But uh, you know, he does uh, wish us well on the show today. So yeah, well, you know what? I enjoy doing a show with you. Always miss David when he's not here. Absolutely. Um, but we've got a great guest who uh, I think we're going to have a great time with, who's going to share some awesome information to help our PR professionals and our, our business leaders get out there and promote themselves the best possible. Well, having had the opportunity to uh, review a little bit of his bio, but not having uh, had an opportunity to uh, speak with him in the, in the past in, to any degree, this should be, this should be an exceptionally uh, interesting hour on Cover Story. And I think there's, uh, I know I say it all the time, there's something... You know, I'm excited for what we're going to learn today, but it's because we've had so many neat and, and interesting uh, guests that can make a contribution to our own uh, PR toolbox, if you will. And uh, I think what this gentleman's going to bring to us from his uh, view on a lot of corporations that he's worked with is going to be outstanding. So I, I'm, I'm pleased that we could uh, enter, entertain uh, our, our audience with uh, his insight today, Brandy. Absolutely. So, Mick, why don't we go ahead and do this? Let's go to a short co- uh, commercial break. Pay a little homage to our awesome advertisers, and we will come back live with Adam Mursky of Vochecom. Need a change of pace? Well, you're at it. WebmasterRadio.fm, your home for B2B. Unlock the adventure. Your key to the hottest games on the net. From Ultima Online to Dark Age of Camelot is here. Introducing Duocash. Duocash. Available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at duocash.com. Enjoy instant access to the ultimate internet gaming excitement. Anywhere you see paybycash.com or Duocash. No credit card or bank account required. Game merchants and webmasters, get your game on. Don't leave money on the table except Duocash. Sign up today for the official prepaid game card. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R dot com. More than a name. 
Attention webmasters, wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp, just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co-branded referral program. Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Proud sponsor of the Webmaster World. Are you ready to optimize your website's full potential? Well, it's all about positioning. Trusted by search engines for delivering clean and optimized content pages for customers. The trusted fees industry pioneers at Position Technologies will help you build a solid foundation for creating long-term impact on you and your customers' bottom line. So visit PositionTechnologies.com today and look forward to achieving new heights within the search engines. WebmasterRadio.fm Keeping you out of rush hour traffic. Commercials off. Now back to cover story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Cover Story. Uh, our featured guest today is Adam Mursky. He's a co-founder at Vocecom.com. Uh, among other wonderful clients, he's uh, Fujitsu is a client. Yahoo Search is a client. Um, they have a myriad of various clients. He's worked in the past with uh, Dun & Bradstreet, Digital Equipment Corporation. And I think what impresses me most about Adam Mursky is the fact that he has a very diverse background. And it seems to me, from what I understand, the little that I understand about Mr. Mursky, that he understands so much more than just the basic principles of PR. So in working for a company, he can really talk about strategic planning, how what happens today will, you know, create that ripple effect that creates the company that you want for tomorrow. Um, so without further ado, let's bring on Adam Mursky. Welcome, Adam. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm a little allergic today, but I made it to the radio show when David didn't, but so that's okay. I don't, I don't feel bad for you guys. You know, we're up here in Boston, there's still snow on the ground, and... You know, allergies seem like a very far, far away thing at this point. I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. We were just up in New York, and I'm a Bostonian originally, as you know, and um, boy, do your genes get wimpy living in Florida for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have the utmost sympathy for what you guys are going through. Yeah, it's definitely been a tough winter, but, you know, it's, uh, it's all about, uh, you know, better summers and appreciating them more when they arrive. Exactly. You know, sort of the, 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 the buds on the trees come out, and it's a very heart-soaring event. That's right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, you as a person, sort of where you came from and how you got to this point right now. Sure. That'd be awesome. Um, you know, just a, one correction is that the name of the company is Voce Communications, okay. and we're based in uh, Boston and Palo Alto, California. Thank you. Um, and we've been around for uh, coming up on six years. So I've been here for about four years helping uh, launch and, and uh, build the, the East Coast presence for Voce and, uh, you know, helping support our clients both on, on both coasts and, and building a practice here, uh, sort of as our, our, our bridge to Europe and, and, you know, our West Coast sort of bridges to Asia. We are, um, you know, a communications consultancy in the sense that we do a lot more than just, you know, what your listeners probably look at as more traditional public relations, although that is pretty much, you know, the core of our business when we started. Um, and, you know, you mentioned some of our clients. We do primarily represent technology-based clients, mm -hmm. um, although, you know, a lot of them are more consumer brands, you know, akin to Yahoo and things like that. So, um, you know, it, where it used to be a very sort of niche thing, niche practice technology PR, it's obviously very much a part of everyone's daily life. 
I mean, talking about this radio show right now, uh, you know, obviously it's a very technology-focused audience. So um, we, we look at our, our practice and, and really, you know, our, our, our outlook on, on communications and public relations sort of in three buckets. Okay. Uh, one is, as I mentioned, traditional PR. It's media relations, you know, analyst and investor relations, um, and, and, and those general types of things, messaging, etc. Um, you know, the second group is what we like to call customer programs, which are, um, you know, taking all the same practices that you would for a traditional PR program, but instead of speaking to uh, key influencers such as reporters or analysts who then communicate to, to thousands, if not millions, um, we, we set up programs where our clients can speak directly to their customers through uh, mini events, through, um, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, newsletters, things like that. Um, and then, you know, the third practice is what we call digital advocacy, which is um, something we've been doing for about a year and a half now. And this is purely um, embracing sort of the online universe um, of online communities, message boards, blogs, etc., and using these as, as powerful ways to um, sort of support a traditional program by communicating directly, again, with, with customers, um, you know, in, in various interest groups on the Internet. Which makes a lot of sense to be yeah. able to market to people that already have an interest and what it is that you're trying to sell. That's correct. Um, it's obviously a little, uh, you know, by the fact that it's on the Internet, it can be very powerful and very efficient and very viral in nature. Um, but uh, it's also, you know, a lot more, um, more legwork because you've got to really understand who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have an engage, you know, engage with them really much on a very uh, personal level. You can't uh, pretend you're something you're not. We, you know, we've seen a lot of articles in the paper of, uh, you know, the companies in the music industry and stuff misrepresenting themselves online uh, in an effort to promote their product, and, and it eventually comes back and sort of bites them. Right. Um, you know, our approach is very, uh, you know, there's a, there's a big mantra in, in the PR industry these days. There was a great article in PR Week this week um, on, on, on the topic of transparency and the idea that, you know, you, um, the traditional way of looking at PR was control the message. You know, only let out the good, you know, squash the bad. Um, and this whole new world of Internet communications. I mean, we're hearing about blogs every day on the news, both in, you know, in in the mainstream media and uh, and online. That um, you know, the, the, you know, the people credited with bringing the downfall of you know major media people like Dan Rather. But you know, the fact of the matter is that there are a lot more people out there who have the ability to speak to to many you know to, to millions or thousands or if not millions of people. And so, rather than try to control, strangle the you know the message and make sure that you have every control of it. Um, while taking a slight risk, by opening yourselves up, you obviously have a much more um, uh, powerful way of, of communicating what you're trying to do. And this is not just launching your product and, and putting your front face on, but letting people in to understand how your company works, its culture, everything else. These are all ways that you can really connect to the customer on multiple levels. Right, and true, too. You know, Adam and I had a conversation, Mick, last week, and, you know, sort of the way the culture is going with reality TV with allowing people, you know, like you said, everything used to be airbrushed. And now having some blemishes is, is okay because it allows you to identify with people right. or with companies from, like, a true perspective. I've heard that with regards to uh, some of the major actors. In fact, I uh, can't remember who it was, but uh, a producer that was really heavily involved with uh, bringing Robert Redford to the, to the front indicated that, hey, without the mole on his cheek, he would have been just another pretty face. And right. you know, it was kind of an interesting uh, statement because you start... Looking at people want to be able to relate with the with with the folks that they're seeing on TV, in ads, in commercials, whatever, and that's that developing that relationship uh, artificially through a medium, if you will, is is a, is a is a difficult task. 
Yeah. Let me give you guys a, a great example of a, a recent engagement I did with a client, a, a very small company that's starting up, and, and how we sort of took a more holistic approach to how to, to launch them. I mean, in, in, in the old days, and we're talking, you know, all of maybe even five years ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have a company that's coming out with a new service. You would help them make sure they're all buttoned up with their messaging, their, their website looked good, their logos, their materials, everything looked really polished. You would go out and you, you, know, you, you would do a media tour and, and introduce the CEO to the you know, reporters and, and, and talk about you know, the business model and, and the what you to do here and, and all these right. traditional things. Um, we work with this company called PeerFlix, and it's, uh, it's a new company out of California that is um, basically an online DVD trading service. Um, essentially taking the collection of DVDs that you may have in your household um, and, and allowing you then to trade them legally online. Uh, you know, sort of think, uh, think Napster and Netflix mixed. While, while you're, you're physically mailing the DVDs to, pe- DVDs to people, you're, you can go on their website, upload the your titles you have, and then people can request it. You get an email, you push a button, it prints out a label, you stick it in the envelope, and you know, off it goes. And while you're doing that, you can request DVDs that are in the network. So very cool service. They're very early on. They're in beta. It's one of these sort of user-driven type things like an eBay where you know, it requires that lots of people are using it for it to be truly successful. So it, rather than go out and talk to the media about this because they you know, have to work kinks out and things, we very much you know, put it right on the front page of the site. This is a beta service. And we just went out to people in the blogging community that write about movies, that write about um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Netflix. There's literally like a whole host of sites out there that just write about Netflix and using it and different ways to use it. And, um, and, and offered up them a special deal where they could you know, post the, uh, a link and everyone would get two, two trades for free by signing up. And um, this spread like wildfire across the Internet. You know, in a month, they went from you know, 500 early users that sort of had come on board by word of mouth, friends of family, things like that, over the first six months to about 3,000 people in about 30 days. That's phenomenal. Wow. That's and phenomenal. One, one of the, the <coughs> blogs we approached was a, a, a blog in um, Silicon Valley called Silicon Beat. And it's actually put together by a couple of reporters from the San Jose Mercury News. So we decided to say, okay, we've got some, some buzz here. We've got some momentum. Let's start going after some of these larger, more you know, traditional blogs that really you know, have a lot more readership. They're not the, you know, the, the blog, like a user blog like, that I would write to you know, maybe 30 people that read it. Um, and let, let, let's pitch this guy on, look, this is a local company, and you know, just try to get a profile. Um, so, so we offered the guy up the same blog promotion, figuring just he'll post a blog. Turns out he wants to do a whole story. He ends up doing a, a story in the San Jose Mercury News, the front page of the business section that ran last week. Fabulous. Um, you know, which then, all of a sudden, all four out of the five local affiliates, the television affiliates on the local news, want to write about it, uh, want to cover it. So they're on all, you know, four out of the five local network affiliates in the Bay Area. Which um, is great. Know, the next day. Now, what was the their angle? The papers are now calling. Now, what um, was their and, and angle? So, so the point is that you've got this momentum here. And this was done not through an expensive media tour, not through um, you know, uh, uh, you know, these, these heavy-duty messaging sessions and making sure they're all buttoned up. This was saying, look, we're trying this new service out. We're, we'd like you to come on and, and, and join us in, this, in helping us build this. And, and that alone is why people, reporters have even written, you know, this part is, could use improvement. I, I wish the service did this. And, and then would actually go interview other bloggers who have written about it who said the same thing, but the idea was that everyone understands it's in beta, and everyone understands that there are warts to you know, the service. Right. And it's all dismissed because they're all involved in helping make this company successful. See, and that I think is so, the, the neat thing is I think as a culture, 
which is nice. We're kind of getting away from um, the me culture. Right. And people are wanting to be a part of like what's coming next um, in their future. In, I want to share something with you guys here real mm -hmm. quick. This is just a little note from uh, Project for Excellence in Journalism, which is a research uh, institute affiliated with Columbia University. Mm -hmm. um, they're a graduate school in journalism there. And a little quote here out of this uh, says, in effect, Americans are shifting from being consumers of news to proactive partners in creating their own personalized news account each day. And traditional journalism is only part of the mix. And um, talks a little bit about how uh, you know many news agencies they suspect will be cutting back in terms of their the number of journalists that they have covering different areas. So, and I don't know necessarily if that means that uh, you know the traditional paper is going to go away, but I think that. It's, it'd be my perception, Adam. Maybe you can comment and, and help help to clarify some of your perspective. But uh, in the future, I think we'll see journalists trans transferring their their skills to a blog type format where things are not checked um, right away. You know, you're not necessarily proving the story. You let the debate that occurs on the blog prove out. You know, whether or not the information is true or correct in some instances. And anyway, it's a, it's a little bit different. Uh, Different angle, but I don't know if if you would uh, agree 100 percent on that, that or uh, have some other suggestions. Yeah, what, I think what we could most, most issues that have come up around this topic, and, and you know, the, the sort of the, the the merging of blogs and media, and and then their impact on PR is, you know, the, it's a global yes. I mean, it, it's both. Um, I'm seeing a lot of you know journalists that have their own blogs, and this is where they can write about things that maybe don't make it past their editorial, you know, process. Um, not because they're bad stories, but because of you know, there's no space. Um, you know, advertising restrictions, what have you. I mean, I, I think w what you're seeing overall is a lot of media have downsized um, because of, you know, less advertising. Right. You know, based on, on, on certain markets that have, may have had a dip. You know, it, in the technology world, we were all on top of the world in 99, 2000, and there was obviously a, a downturn. Um, and you could see these big magazines that had, you know, hundreds of pages were, you know, going down to, you know, under 100 pages and, and were very thin, and, and that's just sort of the nature of the business. As a result of that, you've got less reports on staff, and, you know, therefore they're writing about less things. That doesn't mean that there are less people out there having news to talk about. Uh, it's, just, it's just the reality of there's only so much these reporters can write on a or, or daily basis. Right, by so, supported by the advertising dollars right. they so have. So there are right. some big major journalists in, in, in our world, in Voce's world, you know, that have their own blogs, you know, for that purpose. Um, you know, the, the, the great example of the PureFlix thing is the Mercury News, which is a major newspaper in San Jose, and, and, and you know, certainly um, national in scope, uh, for people that have businesses in, in Silicon Valley. Um, you know, this guy wrote a story for the, the, the business section and then wrote a totally different story, although related, in, on his blog that right. had different angles to it and obviously had links to other sources and things that just come with the interactive medium. Um, Dan uh, you know, Gilmore, who used to be a major tech reporter at that, that same paper, ended up leaving altogether and starting a whole you know, online practice because he, you know, he's a... He wrote a book called We the Media, which sort of talks about all the things he brought up in that in that um, statement. Is uh, you know th th there is a major change in the fact that people can now be um, you know their own publications, their own journalists. Now, that said, I think there's a big difference between a blog and a legitimate journalist out, you know, a, a legitimate news outlet. Um, you know, the courts recently just uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Apple Computer sued a blogger of a, uh, an author of a blog called Think Secret, where this guy would always be sort of revealing, you know, news coming out of Apple, which has historically been, you know, very secretive about new products. Okay. So they sued this guy, and, you know, a lot of people on the blogosphere, you know, sort of thought this was horrible. How are you picking on this guy? He's like some college student. Um, and the courts actually ruled saying that 
this person has to turn over all of his emails to reveal his sources because he's not a legitimate news organization. If he were a legitimate news organization, you know, his sources are protected. Right, his sources are protected, and he'd also have to prove out his sources before he put anything to print. Exactly. So, I, I mean, I think there's a big difference here. I think, uh, unfortunately, a lot of my brethren in, in, in the public relations world, are, you'll, you know, you can open up any issue of PR Week or go on any of these websites. They're all starting these blog practices. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to any of the media services, they're actually now listing blogs that you can pitch and treat them like another media outlet. And, you know, I... Uh, this is the practice that Voce completely sort of frowns upon. Uh, you know, I think you've got to look at this as a totally separate medium. It is a way to go after, if you do it right, a highly qualified audience. But it doesn't mean blanket your message across, you know, to a bunch of bloggers and hope that they write about it because it's, it, you know, it's the equivalent of another, you know, media outlet. So let me ask you a question because my big thing is this. There's a thing called netiquette. Yes. And, you know, when you go out and you're on message boards and... You know, you're talking. First of all, I think that the written word sometimes, when 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 people are speaking through the written word on the on the internet with a message board or blogs or whatever, you know, it's hard to always tell someone's tone. Right. Um, can you explain to our listeners the best way? Like, if you're trying to get your message out, get it out to a qualified audience, what kind of like how you need to start writing this and how not to offend a blogger? Like, hey, thanks. I think you've got a really qualified audience for us, and I'm going to rape and pillage for a few minutes. I mean, yeah. the, 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 the trick here is, is transparency. I'll go back to this, you know, honesty. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go in and I talk, I say, hi, I'm a representative of Company X. What, here's what we're doing. You know, I've, I've, I really enjoy reading your blog. I thought this might be of interest to your readers. And it's that person's decision whether or not they want to do it. And I'll tell you, you know, I'll, I'll talk to ten different bloggers via email, mm-hmm. and, you know, I may only get two or three that respond. You can't, you know, you, you can hope that they say, this is great, you know, please keep me in, informed as to what you guys are doing. And, and then you started a relationship. But it's different than the media where you know they have to write about stuff and, you know, you can push and you can, you know, push and push and eventually, you know, and it may not be, you know, if they're not interested the first time, they may be interested right. another time or they may need different type of information in order to write about it and you can work with them. At the end of the day, a blogger is, is got the ultimate freedom is they can write about it or they don't have to write about it. Right, because... And you sort of have to accept that. So, uh, you know, as far as netiquette, I mean... It's, it's being honest. It's not pretending I'm, you know... Uh, you I'm know, an I'm avid listener of... Band, right. I'm not. right, right, exactly. Now, are you saying, instead of posting a blog to a blog, right. you are saying email the person whose blog it is, let them know who you are, and then ask well, well, to participate? Let me clarify something here. So on, on most blogs, mm-hmm. um, you can post a comment to a post. Correct. Um, and, and bloggers, I think, can have control over whether they... They choose to, to include comments or, or, or filter them or what have you. Most of them don't, so long as you sort of follow basic rules of conduct. You're not being offensive, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Basic netiquette, right? Mm-hmm. But you cannot go and put a post on someone's blog, you know, that, that's prominent. I have a blog. I can write whatever I want on it. I can then, you know, leave it open for comments. Anyone who reads can fill out a form at the bottom of the blog, and, and your comment will get posted whether you like what I said or you didn't like or you had something to add. So, you know, the, the difference is if you want... You can go post comments to people's blogs. There, there are tools out there and a lot of the blog software we use for our clients when we recommend them doing their own blogs that you can um, you know, filter, blog, uh, filter comments, you know, you know, call it spam, if you will, because there are people out there that have figured out ways to just sort of you know, blanket statements across people's comments. But if you really want to be effective, you want to be able to talk to the blogger and if it's something of interest to them. And usually if you're contacting them, it's probably they've written about something in this area. Mm-hmm. 
that then they'll talk about it in their tone to their audience because they've become somewhat of a trusted resource to this group of people. And sometimes it's five people, and sometimes it's 30 people. We like to think that you know, for every subscriber to a blog that we can you know, identify, and there are mm-hmm. services that do this, so you can get a ballpark saying, look, this blog has 30 people, that you can probably you know, multiply that by you know, eight or ten to get an understanding of how many people actually you know, are touched by this blog. Because I may read something on it and send you a link, Randy. Right. Because I think it's interesting, and we just talked about it last week, and here you go, and then who knows who you pass it on to. Right, so, 100%. So, you know, the, the best way is to not try to go and, uh, you know, force a press release on them. You know, but it's all about dialogue. It's, it's, you know, call it conversational marketing, if you will. Um, you know, I think it really falls into, you know, what we talked about last week was, you know, word-of-mouth marketing. But this is online word-of-mouth. And I think, you know, the way advertising was back in the 70s and before, you know, which was very powerful, and while still powerful in reinforcing a brand, um, you know, people certainly put a filter up. You know, they understand it's advertising, it's paid for, you know, and it's, it's put up by the person. PR has become a much stronger uh, uh, medium or vehicle because, you know, when you read a, a trusted reporter's review of your product or, uh, or take on a situation, that helps build credibility. However, I believe society has started to put up a little bit of a filter for that as well because we've seen lots of these scandals of, you know, the PR industry of, you know, the government, you know, doing pay-for-play things with agencies and whatnot. I, I think this word of mouth marketing, and, and particularly the online element, because I think it can spread so much faster, um, is, is now the new thing that has is, is got incredible Momentum. credibility. Right. It sounds funny when you say it together, but, <laughs> you know, the idea is, um, the idea is that, that you're getting uh, information from a trusted source. And, and most of the time, if you have a good product, and it's based on a good principle, and, it's, you know, and, and it, it provides a valuable service, it will be successful. All marketing does is help just let more people know about it. That's an, I mean, that's an excellent point. And to be able to go specifically to places where you've got pre-qualified participants right. makes your life a lot easier. And, you know, when you start looking at sometimes, not that people shouldn't be using an advertising campaign, but you can cut down on your advertising campaign if you can reach out, like you said, to people in a credible third-party endorsement sort of way. Yeah, and I, I think it's important for people to, to recognize that, you know, this type of communications... Um, is always strong, as all types of community, is always stronger when it's in, in, done in conjunction with other vehicles, whether it's advertising, whether it's interactive advertising or, or print advertising or TV advertising, whether it's traditional public relations, you know, what have you. I mean, I think clients, you know, co- companies need to have a certain amount of resources, and they have to have that right mix, right? You're, you're trying to find the sweet spot here of, um, you know, the right mix of, of, of different ways to touch your audience. And, and the best time... To you know, close the deal with a, with an individual is when you're when they're being touched by you probably in multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. Then all <laughs> no, I beg your pardon, Adam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you know the idea being is that you know, if you heard about it on the radio while you're driving to work, and then hey, there's an email from somebody, you know, you, right. you got a direct mail, you know, uh, in your email inbox, and uh, oh, and then by the way, over at the water cooler, someone's telling you about it. Right. You well, know? you know what we always say at Webmaster Radio, we like to tell your story in as many ways possible right. for someone to have a call to action to do business with you. And everybody filters information differently. Right. You know, mine might be listening to a, a radio commercial, and that's going to give me that call to action while I'm in my car. It's going to make me want to pull over and buy now. Right. You know, someone else, it's, you know, reading a third-party endorsement. Someone else, it's hearing it from a friend. Some people know they need it, but they need to see it in print five or six times, so or interactively playing with it. Um, 
So I agree. And yes, if you can have that perfect mix and really understand who your intended audience is, which I think is always changing with any company, um, I think you've got a winner. But speaking of a winner, we've got lots of them in our advertisers. If you would stand by, we're going to take a commercial break and be right back with Cover Story. To Tunisia, Boston, to Bogota. All united through webmasterradio.fm. There's a lot of webmasters out there, and they all have traffic to send you. For them to send you traffic, they need to know who you are. Want to reach them? Heck, you need to reach them. To reach them, you need to be where they are. You need to speak their language. You need to tell them how you're all going to make money together sending traffic to your sites. Webmaster Radio is the place to reach them. Webmaster Radio is the place where webmasters, affiliate programs, and internet businesses come together to learn, share, connect, and do business. Use banners? Buttons? Sure, you've got those here. But if you want to put out the message that not only tells them what you do, but the spirit of your company, Webmaster Radio is the place. We'll put out a professionally produced radio spot that can be informative, entertaining, even silly. It'll get your message out to the Webmaster community. And hey, we'll all do more business. Webmaster Radio, where everybody learns to make more money. Merchants offer your customers a billing solution with zero chargeback risk. Introducing DuoCash. DuoCash. And the revolutionary card that's just like using cash on the net. No credit card or bank account required. DuoCash is available wherever prepaid calling cards are sold or online at DuoCash.com. So ensure your customer's online experience anywhere they see PayByCash.com or DuoCash. And don't leave money on the table. Sign up with DuoCash, the official prepaid shopping card of the internet. Duo Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com, making sure your mother is always proud. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co-branded referral program. Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Proud sponsor of the Webmaster World. Webmasterradio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of Cover Story. Um, this is Brandy, and I'm joined with Mick Jolly of PR Web and Adam Mursky of Voce Communications. Oh, it's been quite an education so far, huh, Brandy? Well, you know, it's, it's so interesting. And, you know, they always say everything in life is simple. People get caught up in the complexity and ambiguity of things. Wow. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> and I just think what Adam's bringing up is so, it's so simple and, and, and focused, it's smart. 
I mean, being able to get exactly, like as long as you understand who your intended customers are, you know, your intended um, audience, being able to get to them directly um, and then get them so enthusiastic and rolled that they are going to like, you know, carry your torch is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing. And it costs you no money except for the manpower to put into it. I think one of the key items of uh, direction I've taken so far from what Adam shared is uh, the idea of contacting whoever it is that's moderating their blog and introducing yourself in an email rather than just going and making a, a posting. Introduce yourself, a little bit of your background. I thought that was valuable. I think that's, uh, that's a tool I'm going to try and put in my toolbox so far today to yeah, I mean, try and spread, spread my uh, associations out a little bit more in, in that community. I, I think, if anything, you know, the, the, the first wave of technology and how it's impacted our industry is, um, is that it, it, people stopped using the phone. People started stopped talking to each other. Right. And, and I think, you know, the, the key is, is that, um, you know, the only way we could get the word out efficiently was to go through the, the, the press. And I think that's still an extremely powerful and, and you know, very important way to do it. Um, this is a way to supplement it. And, you know, the point is, is that, you know, while it's inexpensive in, in terms of the value you get for, you know, the effort you put out, as, as is most things with, mm-hmm. you know, online marketing, um, you know, it, it does require people who know what they're doing online because as much risk as you are taking by opening yourselves up to these communities um, and, and as much reward you'll get from it, there, there is a tremendous, you know, risk. If you do it wrong, you're going to really undo yourself <laughs> and you've got to be very careful. And, and people who don't, uh, take the time to, to sort of open up this one-to-one dialogue with these folks and understand their communities versus, you know, just showing up one day and saying, hey, I've got a great product. It's, you know, it's the greatest widget in the world. Write about it now and, and bombard them with, you know, repeated messages to do so. You know, they can easily turn around and say, watch me screw this guy. And, all right. And, and, and write negative things about them and, and all of a sudden start a, you know, a firestorm on the web. Well, and you know something that's an excellent point because that's why I was so you know, wanting to focus on, like, how do you start posting? You know, and you said, you know, contact the blogger first because netiquette is such a sensitive thing. And when you don't have someone, you know, if you're, if you're contacting a journalist, they have an option, like, to, to do or not do business with you, so, so to speak. And you can sort of contain things, but there are no rules for bloggers. They are beholden to no one. Like, if you piss them off, they can get out there and say, you suck. Right. And look, I mean, there's certain, obviously, they're... they're Remember, there's a finite group of people who are actually online and very involved in these, you know, groups. So if if a firestorm ensues on on the web, um, you know, as quickly as it starts, you can try to undo it. But it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be all over the place. I mean, a great example, and I think this is a good way to talk about how this stuff isn't really all standalone. It can mirror every aspect of a traditional PR campaign. It's it's a huge crisis communications tool. Um, I think there was, have you guys heard about the case of, uh, you know, Kryptonite Locks, the bike lock company? Yes. So they had a, uh, an incident, I don't know, it was probably last summer maybe, or even, you know, last year. We're talking about a thing where they stick like a nail file or something in and... They took a ballpoint pen. Ballpoint pen. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the plastic casing of a ballpoint pen, and you could jam it in the hole of the Kryptonite Lock and basically pick the lock. And, you know, it, overnight this thing was all over the web. With pictures of how to do it and short videos and the whole thing, <laughs> and the company sort of ignored it, you know, and didn't and didn't address it. Certainly was saying, "Oh, we're looking into it, we're looking into it," but didn't take the opportunity to get out on the web and and uh, talk about it or to um, 
you know, maybe offer a solution or to offer rebates or offer a, a replacement lock. Right. And it, by the time they finally got around to doing that, it was already, you know, their brand, which was they were sunk, yeah. enormous. They had an unbelievable, I mean, basically you got kryptonite locks. It was like the equivalent of a brand name like a, um, you know, people who say, uh, why don't you just Google it or why don't right. you Xerox it? You know, I mean, they were, they're really... It was a verb. It, 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 it was basically, it was the Mercedes of locks. That's all right. there is to right. it. And, and it was undone very quickly. Now you ask, you go and ask five people on the street um, what they think of, uh, you know, what, what they think of kryptonite locks. They probably five out of ten of them will say, I, "I heard you can pick them with a ballpoint pen." Isn't that amazing? Isn't and, and I'm not saying that that by getting online right away it would have stopped that, but if they came out and got very proactive and immediately, you know, offered replacement locks and came up with a solution, mm -hmm. people would have said, "All right, they had a problem, they fixed it." Right. I think it's the uh, akin to. What I believe was Johnson Johnson did with the Tylenol. They, you know, did right. this national recall, and yet one of their competitors, when they had an issue in Colorado, they tried to keep it low key. They did do a recall in Colorado, um, but you know they just didn't demonstrate that they were trying to put the consumers' goodwill at the forefront. And you know that was a point in time where Johnson Johnson leapt ahead by a considerable degree of, of their competitor at um, Procter and Gamble. So. Which is so, um, I mean, we, we always stress on this radio show, relationships, relationships, relationships. Right. Pick, I think, what differentiates you from someone else. And it is, it is takes a lot of time. Is, you know, it's because you made, you made a comment, you know, Adam, people don't get on the phones anymore. I, I will not email someone unless I've spoken to them first. Because I just know how I am with email. Like, I get right. so much email, and if I don't know you, chances are I'm not opening <laughs> your email. Right. But if you call me first and you say, hey, Brandy, I'm so-and-so. I don't know you, but. Or, I, I, you know, I read about you. Whatever the scenario is, and you take the time to know who I am, do a little research about me. Um, and, and now we've, we have a personal touch to it. Um, you know, it's sort of like, you know, uh, making eye contact with a stranger. You know, then I'm going to be more proactive. I'm a very firm believer that if, if someone is smart and if you like them, you're more likely to do business with them or help them than, you know, any other time. So I do think it's, imp I, I do like that strategy of calling the bloggers up, enrolling them in what you're doing, asking them, understanding enough about what they're doing that you're not insulting them, and then enrolling them in, you know, how could your community benefit from what I'm doing? Do you see the same merit and strengths that I do by coming to you? What would you suggest? What's the best way in reaching out to them? What could I offer them that, you know, could be exclusive that they can't get someplace else because they are the community that I want to reach out to? I mean, I think these are all great, great ideas. And along the way, it helps you to understand and sculpt who your marketplace truly is, especially if you're in a, you know, like a beta situation like your client. Right. I mean, it, it's, you know, there's a, a funny saying that, you know, I had with some of the founders when we started Voce years ago. You would obviously get crazy because you're starting a business and, you know, there, there's some universal truth to, to the service industry is at some point your client's always freaking out and, you know, you've got to deal with this, the high stress level of, of, of being on the agency side. And, and, you know, we had it on a big whiteboard in the corner. Like, it's just communications. You know, sort of just, let's remember here, this is all very simple. It's not brain surgery. Yeah. And, and like you said, if it's all about relationships, then, you know, relationships, friends may not like what each other have to say, but as long as they know that they're being honest and straight with them, yes. they'll respect them. And that's sort of the metaphor for how you should engage with your customers, employees, investors, you know, whomever.
Yes, I think that's so. Using the example, I think that's phenomenal advice. Phenomenal because you don't ever have to worry about turning your back and wondering what's coming down the pike because you set something in motion that you can't control. Right. I mean, if it is what it is, at the end of the day, that's it. So now using. I'm sorry, Max. I was going to say that. Yeah, I guess it comes down to some some real basics there in terms of honesty being uh -huh. the best policy and treating others as you'd want to be treated, even if it's the uh, bloggers community that you're going into, and no matter what way. You're, you're developing that relationship. If it sounds like following some of those golden rules is, is going to be key. To, I mean, to it even, even applies to, to media. A colleague of mine here in Boston, he was out at a big conference in California a couple weeks ago, and they had one of these, uh, you know, meet the press events for the PR industry. I don't remember who put it on, and um, it turns out this guy has, you know, very engaged with a few of the reporters. You know, personal relationships, goes to their weddings, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, on this panel, right? And these are all uh, technology reporters. And, and they actually called out, you know, somebody asked the question, which, you know, you, you guys probably hear these things all the time. You know, how do you like to be pitched, by phone or email? You know, so one of these sort of basic, like, you know, softball pitches, uh, questions. And, you know, the guy went sort of on a rant, this reporter, about how, look, you know, how are you pitch is not what's important. It's, it's about understanding that I've got a limited amount of time, and I, I can only write about, you know, interesting things. And I understand that you guys have clients that have news that they need to get out there. And, mm -hmm. you know, that they may think is really important. But the best people are, and then he calls out this colleague <laughs> and says, this guy, for example, he'll send me releases and based with emails or phone messages saying, this is BS. I'm sending it to you because my client needs to see it. But what I do is I have an interesting opportunity for you two weeks from now, you know, to talk to him right. about something. If you're interested, you know, let me know. And <laughs> the fact of the matter is he's being very straightforward. He's like, I know this is BS. Right. I know you're not going to write about it. I'm sending it to you. Understand why I'm sending it to you. Right. But... You know, so a respect that respect the fact that I respect your time, but also you know understand that I, I may have something interesting for you. If you make some time for me, I'll make it worth your while. Right, and which it, is it's about becoming much more selective. Um, you know, reporters have jobs to do just like we do, and they have to you know get an exclusive or have a different angle than their their competitor will because that's how they sell their publication. So you know, we have to approach our, our in our in our traditional PR practice. You know, we may have a story, and we may say, you know what, instead of trying to get this written about in all three of those books, Pick we're going to give largest. it to one story. Right. And then, you know what, in two weeks when we have that other story, we're going to give it to the next book. And we're going to get a bigger story out of it in that one book, because we think that's going to be more powerful for you. Which... Um, so it's just, you know, again, about understanding who you're dealing with, and that's how you develop our relationship. You know, and that's how we sell ourselves, right? Every PR firm out there sells themselves because they've got media relationships. Well, your relationships are based on the fact that you're, you know, being having an open, honest dialogue with, with your, your contact. And so everything I've talked about today is, is basically can be applied to anything you're doing in your right. business, whether right. you're in sales, whether you're in marketing, whether you're in HR. I mean, it, it's, these are all universal truths. Which, I mean, which is, you know, I, I, you've shed so much light today. I think that this has been such a productive session of cover story. I would love to be able to, unfortunately, we're beginning to run out of time, but talk about, okay, great, you know, you're in beta testing with this company, use it as a case study to sort of show, you know, um, the other types of, um, of marketing and media that you're layering up to create this full package for their launch. Sure. Um, so we're going to have to have you back on again and follow the progress and, and glean more awesome information from you because this, um, this has been wonderful. Well, I'm sorry, Adam's got a uh, wealth of information there from uh, his experience of online PR, PR direct with the journalists, util utilizing the blogs. I mean, gee whiz, I don't think uh, we can do the man justice to get into it all right here, but uh, 
How soon would it be too soon to have you back uh, for a future show, Adam, as far as uh, uh, you know, as I'm sure most people you talk to in PR, you know, we like to talk as PR people. So I'm happy to come back um, anytime. I do enjoy talking about, you know, in t- these topics, you know, with people that get it and, and understand. So, you know, anytime you guys want me back, I'm happy to, uh, to, to participate. You know, this is recorded, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrific. Um, yeah, we've, we've enjoyed this. Um, and um, let's do this. We're going to take one little break, and then we will wrap it up with Adam Merskay from Voce Communications. A lot of webmasters out there, and they all have traffic to send you. For them to send you traffic, they need to know who you are. Want to reach them? Heck, you need to reach them. To reach them, you need to be where they are. You need to speak their language. You need to tell them how you're all going to make money together sending traffic to your sites. Webmaster Radio is the place to reach them. Webmaster Radio is the place where webmasters, affiliate programs, and internet businesses come together to learn, share, connect, and do business. Use banners? Buttons? Sure, you've got those here. But if you want to put out the message that not only tells them what you do, but the spirit of your company, Webmaster Radio is the place. We'll put out a professionally produced radio spot that can be informative, entertaining, even silly. It'll get your message out to the Webmaster community, and hey, we'll all do more business. Webmaster Radio, where everybody learns to make more money. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Are you ready to optimize your website's full potential? Well, it's all about positioning. Trusted by search engines for delivering clean and optimized content pages for customers. The trusted feeds industry pioneers at Position Technologies will help you build a solid foundation for creating long-term impact on you and your customers' bottom line. So visit PositionTechnologies.com today and look forward to achieving new heights within the search engines. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, we're back with Cover Story, and I'm joined with McJolly. Hey, you. Hey. That Another was a, great show, Brandy. Yeah, that was awesome. You know, it, you know, I love when we have guests on who are been really successful and who can really break things down to the lowest common denominator. Well, that's it. You want those knowledgeable people in their field, but uh, you want to be able to understand what they're knowledgeable about, and, and he did a good job of that. Well, yeah, and I love the fact, I mean, this is a cool, you know, everyone listening in the listening audience, if you want to dabble in this, you know, go and search, whether you're, you know, if you're in skincare, if you're in, you know, technology, puppies, whatever your field is, go and do some research, find out who's doing blogs in that arena, 
and start contacting the people who run those blogs and pitch them what you're doing in a very honest, um, forthright way. And you, too, can get a cover story. You bet. And I appreciate it. And I commented on that earlier. The advice to contact the moderator of that blog directly in an email format, not contact them through the blog, but outside that the normal forum that's on the blog, and and uh, yeah, present. Because that was my about yourself and become become an expert on his blog instead of just a, a general contributor. Well, and you know what? Because that was my thing was because I know how people can get like I've actually gotten banned from a, a board once. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't like, imagine that, Randy. How'd that happen? Shut up. No, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was when I first started, you know, doing some work. And uh, long story short, they're now good friends of ours because I called up and I said, you know, how dare you ban me from your board? That's BS. Um, because my intent wasn't bad. But when you've got sometimes people who are moderating and they think you're doing one thing and you're coming from a naive standpoint because I didn't have a lot of experience with it, um, you know... It, like there's different there's different mentalities. There's some people that are moderating that have egos, that aren't always um, putting you know the pos- you know the company in the best position. Or there's people that can misunderstand you. So yes, so instead of exposing yourself, putting yourself out there on a blog, and then having someone say that was inappropriate and uncool, which pushes you back in what your intention was. Yeah, I think that's great uh, advice to contact the blog, um, you know, owner directly and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. What can we do together? Absolutely. I, I couldn't concur more, and uh, I think there's a number of items that we can draw from. And one of the things that I think came out, at least in my mind, was the fact that, hey, the blogs are changing the communication online and offline uh, mm-hmm. forever. And, and For now. I'm not saying traditional uh, media is going away. I'm just suggesting, based on what I heard from Adam and what I uh, read out of this report from uh, Columbia's uh, Graduate School of Journalism, I would think that... Um, yeah, there's some there's some change on the horizon, but I don't think that means that the traditional journalists are going to be out of a job. I think no. that they'll. Uh, it's like so many things, and I mean, if you're no longer uh, making one thing, it means that there's a market for making something else. You know, well, and it's just BCRs are going spins. away. I, I can, you know, you can't hardly find them now, and when you do find them, they're trying to give them away. So no, I hear you. <laughs> and you know what? This is crazy, but we have we have now we are at the end of another awesome episode. It was an awesome episode, and uh, hey, thanks to all our listeners out there, and let's. Uh, Let's give it another round next week. I think we have another exciting uh, guest. Uh, Manny Munoz, is it? Yeah, yeah. he's a news director for uh, Sports Talk Radio, WIOD down here, one of the powerhouses. So he'll be talking about how to properly pitch traditional media and um, some funny stories and some great ideas to make sure that you're maximizing your public relations aspects. Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to next week. Thank you, Brandy, for all you do, and thank you to all our guests out there and uh, all our listeners. Thank you, uh, Mick, and thanks to our awesome listeners, our great advertisers, and we we will not see you. We'll hear you next week on Cover Story.